welcome Soversations. This is Soversations with Mika Morris. My lovely guest today is Miss Jania Frederick Frederick Aponte. Yay. I am so happy to finally have you, girl. Yay! So I'm happy to be here. So before we really get into it, I'm just going to tell people that, look, I met this little girl, this soulmate, this soul queen, like, like we met in the summer, right? Last summer. Yep. And immediately we just clicked. And at this age in life and this time in life and, and, you know, Drake said no new friends and all that shit. Right. And some of y'all bought into that. I, I never did. I don't subscribe to that. Subscribe to that. I did buy into it. This is why this this whole thing yeah i was like i'm good i got my i got my people i got i thought i had my people in my tribe but as soon as i met you i'm gonna let you finish so immediately we was just at this little cute little day party i was with my bf trinity she's a scorpio then we meet miss Janice. she all cute sitting with her cute husband and you know it's, it's sexy day it's a day party little drinks and Honey, when the ice broke, when she said she was a Scorpio, I don't know how we knew, but it's like we knew. And so we asked her, what's your sign, girl? She said, Scorpio. I said, Scorpio? Love at first sight. <laughs> Down. And you know what's crazy is I never, I'm never the type to be like, oh, let's exchange numbers, blah, blah, blah. And I totally, I fell in love with you. And I was like, I need her information. Like, we need to hang out after this. And it's been so beautiful, so wonderful. I'm really grateful to have finally met you, girl. Aww. And you know, now that we've met and been around each other's space and, and company, we realized a lot of our friends are friends of each other. So, so it was only going to be a matter of time anyway at this point. Yep. Met her through a mutual friend, but we both have similar friend groups who are friends of each other. We just had never yep. met each other, you know? So it was, a, it was, a, it was bound to happen, right? Absolutely. I think we travel in in soul groups. Yes. You know, um, throughout lifetimes. And I, I definitely feel like it, it was like instant. Y'all out there, y'all know, y'all met somebody and was like, that's my friend. Like, I know her. Like, I get, we, we get each other. And then once we started talking, it's so crazy how many things, not just people, but how many things and feelings and, and views that we have in common and how many people that inspire us beyond the grave, right? Because we were talking right. about the spiritual teacher, Abdullah, um, Neville Goddard, there are some teachers that have passed on that we, I guess we're keeping them alive. Yes. yes. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and be clear, they're keeping us alive in a, in a good space. Girl. Ooh. Oh my God. I, I really, okay. Let me just start the show for real. Cause we could just go back and forth like this all day. Jania, please tell our guests who you are, who you are, who you've been, where you've been, where you come from, all those wonderful yes. things. Um, I'm a writer, I'm a director, I'm uh, an actor, I'm an artist, I'm a curator. Um, I own Full Frequency Media and Art Melanated with my husband, Sol Aponte. Um, and I'm a, I'm a mother, I'm a wife, I'm a lover, I'm a friend. <laughs> I'm a teacher, I'm all the things. She a lot, y'all. She, I just <laughs> told her, I said, send me your title. And it was all these things. And I'm like, whoo, Ross, how are we going to put this on the podcast? We'll figure it out. We're going to talk just first. One. Figure out how to, you know, just, because you can't contain us like that. Like, I'm a lot of things too. And I, it's hard for us to describe ourselves with just saying, oh, I'm just this. No, I'm about 1,200 things, but it is what it is. And I think if you brag about yourself enough, Everybody can say there are a lot of things, right? You're right. The fact that You're we right. put ourselves in these nice little neat boxes to make who comfortable. Like, let's just be all the things that we are so that we can live happier, healthier, more creative, more beautiful lives, right? Be fully self-expressed. Yes. Fully self-expressed in this lifetime. You're right. So let's get into it. Um, what I know about you is during the pandemic, what happened, girl? Oh my gosh. So during the pandemic, so when it first happened, um, I 
I love to travel. My husband and I, we had planned a trip to go to Morocco and Spain and Egypt. And when everything was starting to shut down, all of our friends were like, are y'all still going to travel? We're like, yes. They're like, but, uh, and we're like, so what? We're going to travel. And then they shut down travel and shut down. I live in LA. They shut down all of California. And at first I was resistant. I was like, this isn't cool. Like, I, I hate this. But then I I looked inside and I said, if they're, if they're telling us that we have to stay inside, I'm going to take this opportunity to really to really go inside, to really, to really try to expand myself. And I, I was meditating every day and I was growing. And then I finally, I came to the point where I was like, why am I not making my art? And I went back to um, a childhood love of mine and I'm, I'm back making art. And I'm, I'm so pleased to say that my art, um, my art has been selling out. It's, it's really exciting. Okay, first of all, you brushed over that way too fast. Okay. Oh, sorry. So in the pandemic, most of us had to do something because we were going crazy. Let's be clear. <laughs> and and look, there's evidence of it. How many divorces happen? How many families, you know, how many kids, you know, the kids have not gotten back on track since. It it it, it was upsetting. It did a lot of yeah. if kids want to grow. Or you was going to die through it. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not saying physically die. Some people did. But I'm not talking about that type of death. I'm talking about die to who you thought you were. Die to the relationship that wasn't working. Die yes. through all of these things that you thought, you know, you had become. Like, now you live with your mate and you got to deal with that mate. You know, so when you say you picked up art and you're selling out now, like walk us through that. How did you pick it up? And what did that feel like? And how scary was that? And and how are you selling out? Like, <laughs> I mean, she did that quick, right? Cause it's only been, if we count them all up, it's still just three years. You're right. You mean in three years, you've been all these places and all these things. And then three years happened, you had to become something different, right? I, so I'm, really I'm super I'm I'm super grateful for the pandemic because I have to honestly say I don't think I would have gotten back to my art. Mm -hmm. And it's creating art is as much a part of me as the writing, the directing, the acting, everything that I've I've done and experienced is so it's it's really me. Right. So I'm it's it's during the pandemic and my husband and I were in pre-production because we're actually um we were we're shooting a pilot for own at the time. And simultaneously we had just wrapped on a, a docuseries for Revolt, Diddy's Network. And the last episode of the docuseries was on black art. And my husband and I are both, we both are obsessed with art. And as I'm watching these artists and talking to these artists, I'm becoming inspired by these artists. And I, I'm saying to myself, I'm like, girl, why are you not doing this? So I, I went in my pajamas, cause honey, it was pajamas all day, every day. <laughs> Michael's was open. I guess it was an essential store, honey, I, clearly. <laughs> I go to Michael's and I get, I buy some canvases and it was honestly, it was probably the best day of the pandemic for me because as I'm in, I'm in this long ass line of a whole bunch of other people in their pajamas, holding canvases. Same thing. Doing the same thing. I was like, look at us. I didn't say that because nobody was talking. We were six feet apart and yeah, we were yeah, all nice talking. You better not talk. My name, you better not talk. <laughs> my 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 breath might kill your ass. So <laughs> I'm so I, I started back making my art and shortly after that, after so the pandemic is over, I'm I've have this body of work building up, but I'm not really thinking about showing it. 
And then a curator comes to the house. We're interviewing him for our documentary. We're doing a documentary on Black art. I'm, we're interviewing him and we're talking about our art. And he he finds this pile of artwork in the corner. And he's like, wait a minute, whose work is this? And I'm like, mine? And he's like, oh my God, Jania, you should be showing this work. And, and it opened up this whole new world for me. And... Once I decided to start showing it, you know this, Mika, I'm really into visualization. So I start to visualize my work selling out. I start to visualize people, the right people being drawn to my work. Like essentially I make the work, I say I make the work for young girls um, to see themselves but I'm really making it for the eight-year-old me that desired, um, I started as a dancer, desired so deeply to see myself um, honored or just seen. I, I was, I was, I grew up in Indiana and um, when it came to ballet, I was the only black girl really doing it. And it was, it was difficult because I didn't see myself represented, but in just me visualizing, seeing my, seeing myself, um, seeing my work, um, seeing people drawn to my work, seeing the right, the right people drawn to my work, like it just started selling like crazy. And I'm still, I'm still in awe of what's, what's happening, honestly. So let's circle back just for a bit, because I want the audience to understand what visualize means. So when you say you visualized people, the right people being drawn to your art. So one, they had to come, they had to see it. So you visualize them seeing it, but not only that, you visualize them what? Seeing it and then paying a lot of money for it. Like what else did you visualize? Oh, um, <laughs> I visualized. I visualized success. I visualized, um, I, I just, I visualized red dots ne next to my work for every single time that it viewed. And I visualized the, the purchasing of the works, honestly. I just, I saw it, I saw it as done. Neville Goddard, who learned from this um, African teacher named Abdullah, his Abdullah taught teaches because he's you know even though he's passed on he's he's still teaching us he teaches you to live in the end in to the see end. whatever you desire as done so I am not sitting around I'm not I'm not waiting for it to happen or hoping or praying I'm living in the end meaning I'm excited that someone saw my work loved my work bought my work and is being you know I'm just I'm seeing it in its highest form um even when I'm creating it I'm seeing someone connecting because all you need is one person to really connect to it right because it's a body it's a you know it's one individual piece so I'm seeing the right person being drawn to to my work and and being fed by it and loving it and that as a result, it just, I can't even, I can't make this up, but it keeps happening. It keeps happening. Okay. So the first time it happened, how many pieces did you show? So the first time uh, my husband and I, we curated um, an art, um, an art sector of Cedric the Entertainer's Celebrity Golf um, Tournament. Mm -hmm. And we said, you know what, let's just throw in a piece, right? So I show this piece um, of Josephine Baker, one of my muses who I'm obsessed with. Mm -hmm. And I'm so, I'm kind of like nervous, but I'm excited to be showing it because, you know, I'm sensitive about my shit, right? And it's only one piece. And it's the first piece that sells and it sells so fast. I was just kind of blown away. I was like, oh my God. And then the second time, when was the second time? I can't even remember. So there's a second time we show two 
pieces Mm -hmm. and they sell immediately. Then we do a group show with um, LaVette Ballard, who's an amazing collage artist, Bria Murphy, Eddie Murphy's daughter, who is, oh my God, if you see her artwork, please, if you haven't, look her up. Her artwork is phenomenal and cosmic and, and incredible. And another artist that I'm obsessed with, Pinda Jaquite, who, oh, so talented. And my work, I think we showed uh, five of my pieces. And by the, it was a three-day show. And by the, I want to say, it might have been the end of the first night, my work sold out. You came to the the pre party. I did. You came. Yeah. And And can I just say that show was beautiful and I was happy to be, you know, present with her and for her and for them and all the ladies, like all of the the works were gorgeous. But time out. It's so five pieces sold out, y'all, in one night. And we're not talking about $5 pieces, $500 pieces. Oh, her cost some money, okay? (laughs) As it should, as it should. Because tell us how long does it take for you to create at least one of your pieces? It can take, it takes weeks. Um, Sometimes it could take months. I'm a mixed media artist. I collect paper from all over the world. So some of the pieces... You know, there's paper as old as 200 or 300 years old. I I get I get paper from Africa, Nepal, Amsterdam, Paris. I go to estate sales. I go to um, antique stores. I go to street fairs. And because it's such old paper and letters and photographs and and um, tiny pieces of artwork. Um, Sometimes they're like giving it away. And to me, it's priceless. And so it kind of takes me a while to combine the story. So it, it, it can take it can take a month or two to create a piece because they're really intricate. Um, it's a lot of moving parts. Let me just. <laughs> I didn't know we were going to talk about my art. I thought we were going to talk about. We're, we're getting there. We're getting there. So. Carter. <laughs> Um, some of his teachings, but we know that he was inspired by Abdullah, but we, we know, we know Abdullah because of Neville Goddard. Um, and literally when her and I had our first lunch day, we, we discovered that we both knew Neville Goddard and we both knew Abraham Hicks. And we was like, girl, what? (laughs) And I don't meet too many people that are deep into, um, seeing life in the end, you know? And, and this is what I'll say as a Scorpio, we need to know the end. We just need to know the end. So let's just say the way I used to operate is I couldn't participate unless I knew it was a for sure thing. You know what I'm saying? Yes, that's why I don't gamble. Yes, (laughs) me either. (laughs) So, um, and and for me, it's worked well with, if I don't know the end, I'm not, I can't do it. I agree. I've realized with Neville Goddard, is I get to create the end. So that's such a blessing. And I want to talk about how not only did you use it during the pandemic for your art and living in the end and see living in the end means what does it feel like once you're successful? What does it smell like? And what, um, what, what emotion will you have? How, how great will you feel? How, how, how does this success feel to you? You know, are you in a happy mood? Are you sad? Like, and, Who's who's creating sadness for their end? I don't I don't know too many people that would be. Um, you want to be successful, so um, you've learned. How- I, yeah, you've I, learned. I, Go ahead. I I realize to your point that if I'm okay, if 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 all these spiritual teachers agree that imagination is creation, mm-hmm. I. I caught myself one day imagining worst case scenarios. Like, why am I imagining? If I'm using my imagination, I'm using my imagination for something that hasn't even happened yet. And I'm imagining the worst possible scenario. Mm-hmm. Why? Why, am, why am I using my imagination for this? What if I use my imagination to see harmony? to see growth, to see the best possible scenario, to see myself happy and excited and 
celebrated and loved. So I kept, and it is honestly, because we're inundated with so much negativity from the news or, you know, what's happening around us, it is work. It's not, it's not easy. And sometimes, you know, we've had conversations. I'm like, okay, I got to start over. (laughs) I got to start over. Like it's, it's, it's constant work to, to stay in the positive and then see it all the way, see it all the way through. Mm -hmm. Right. And when you say living in the end, it's, it's seeing the win, seeing the, seeing the blessing unfold, seeing the miracle and being grateful in advance. You know, there is a, a saying I would hear growing up in the hood, you know, I'll believe it when I see it. Mm, no, don't. That's really the antithesis of what we're talking about. Right. You have to first believe it, rejoice in it, and then you'll see it. <laughs> well, the Bible tells us, and it's like it's like we we could quote those scriptures, but we must don't believe it because it says, "If you have faith the size of a mustard seed, and the mustard seed, from my understanding, is really really tiny. If your faith is just that big, okay." And you walk by the faith of it and not by the sight of it. You're good. And we're You're so, good. We're so busy looking at what we see. Oh, these bills are piling up. And oh, he ain't. Oh, and, you know, all these things. But so Yeah. And so many of us say we believe in God. We, we, we're going to church and doing all these things. But then we're focusing on the negative or we're, we're putting ourselves down. We're putting other people down. Yeah. Like, Faith is knowing, and if we're viewing ourselves through the eyes of God, yes, what do we we're, we're seeing beauty? We're seeing we're seeing the best in that person. We are instead of um, judging or criticizing, we are see, seeing and, and affirming that they're doing the best they can with what they have. Because everybody don't get it at the same time. And so, which leads me to, because you've adopted the live in the end. When did you start adopting that? Because it didn't just start in the pandemic. Let's talk about that. <sighs> okay. <laughs> um, I went through, before I met my husband, I went through a really bad breakup. And... I found myself, you know, uh, so many of us in a breakup, we blame the partner. We blame the person we were with. Oh, he was this, he was that, he was this, he was that. And one day I heard myself saying these things and I thought to myself, well, if he was all those things, you're innocent. (laughs) You didn't play a part in this. And in a meditation, I realized two things. One, I'm probably going to end up in another relationship. And two, if I don't self-correct, if I don't make a commitment to work on myself, I'm probably going to meet the same guy again. And if I'm going to meet the same guy again, I should have stayed. Period. Period. So I... For six months, I didn't watch TV. I didn't listen to the radio. I only listened to, I did listen to uplifting music. Mm-hmm. I took six months and every time something came up and stuff came up, mm-hmm. instead of blaming him, instead of pointing the finger at him, I had to ask myself, but what about you? Who were you being? Who were you being? Who were you being? Over and over and over again. And I uncovered so much um personal trauma so much um just so so much of my stuff um i i was able to confront and i'll be honest there were a couple of things that i did that i when i addressed them i was like oh no that that was definitely all him <laughs> no need to do any work there let me just say i was served that it, it, i was incorrect and in my new relationship I was it, it, it came back up and I had to say to him one time we were in the middle middle of an argument and I said to him I was like I just was looking at him what looking at myself and 
how I was behaving in a past relationship. And I just stopped. I said, you know what? I know how you feel because I said, I said these same things and I served this to my ex and I feel like apologizing to him right now right. because being on the receiving end of this does not feel good. Mm. Mm. <laughs> he was devastated, but it was, it was true. Like all lessons are repeated until they're learned. Period. Period. <laughs> and that's why you can be the, the woman who gets guy after guy after guy or the man who gets girl after girl after girl and it's the same people so the common denominator too you hello so you went through a six-month six hiatus and you dealt with who i dealt with me and it was and i'm it's it i it wasn't easy but I wanted, I wanted to, I wanted a quantum leap. I wanted to accelerate my growth. I wanted to, I just wanted to get it because I just felt, I just knew, I don't know, I guess maybe my spirit knew your, your man is coming. You're going to meet someone else. I wanted, I just really wanted to get me. And I felt like that alone time just presented such an opportunity for me to, to, to check myself. And, you know, I think so many of us, we make our exes the bad guy automatically. And, and, and we have so many of our friends will rally around us and be like, yeah, girl, F him. Look. And just because it didn't work out, doesn't make that person a terrible person. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? It just, that wasn't your purpose person and if you're not with them anymore what a blessing because that frees you up to get back to you and it frees you up to meet your person and him to meet his person rares that they meet their person yes um i understand this so much so that i remember because i was trying to fix it fix it fix it jesus and then god was like, no, look at yourself <laughs> he kept sending me back to me and then I said oh I get it this not even about him and I and I had I understood in that moment and I ladies I need you guys to hear this and men too um when God keeps showing you you in that person the ugly you the you that needs to be you know self-corrected as she said um you you get to thank the person who showed you that you know and I think we all owe each other an apology for our growth. It's like you was here yeah. to know me. You, yeah. you know, everything has purpose, you know, and if we don't get the lesson in the purpose of why it's here, we just keep repeating the same old lessons until we get it. And it's like, like you just said, the quantum leap. If you want to go further in life quickly and not take forever turtle paces, you know, you literally need to say, God, okay, what's this lesson right here? You know, instead of, you see, God, see, he did that again. See what I'm talking about? He ain't shit. And it's always, you know, one day I, I, I sat myself down and said, you know what? God loves him right here, right there. Okay. If he never changes. Okay. So keep your hands and eyes off of him and eyes <laughs> back on you. And so when I started to do that, I realized we're just not for each other and that's okay. He taught me so many things about who I was and who I didn't want to be. You know what I'm saying? Right. And who I could be in the wrong setting. And so for that, I thank you. And if you're not thanking that person for showing you who you are, you're still stuck. Let's start there. You're still stuck and you're not getting a lesson. And it doesn't, it doesn't take a rocket scientist because if you ask people around you to say, what do you think this is about? Anybody who's, who's, who's up here and not down here will tell you it's really about you. It's always been about you. So it's when you always found out, been about you. When you found out it was about you, how did you grow in your quantum leap state from here to there? Like how do you how do you operate now in your marriage and how do you operate now in your mommy? Because this this affects every area of our life. I mean some of us are unhappy on our jobs. And we think it's the boss. We think it's our coworker. We think anytime yeah. somebody with the woe is me story or it's everybody but me, <laughs> I'm always saying, well, let's not talk about them. Let's talk about how this makes you feel. What, what, what is it that's triggering you so much? 
if 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 others outside of us can trigger us, okay, it's usually always about us, right? Oh my God, I agree with you a million percent. Um, on the at the beginning at the beginning of the work, um, you a part of it feels. For for me, a part of it felt daunting. A part of it felt like, oh my God, I have so much work to do. Mm -hmm. But what I realized is it's really, it's the best work I could do because looking for other people to change for me to feel better was, it was, it was the worst approach. And it was something that I spent so much time doing Wasted energy. Um, oh my God, so much wasted energy. If I realize like if where I'm triggered the most, that's where the work is for me. Mm -hmm. And that, oh my God, like at first it could seem like, damn, again, like <laughs> we 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 still on this. <laughs> we still on and honestly, I do, I sometimes I do have that moment, but I keep saying to myself, lessons are repeated until they're learned. And I'm saying to myself, I love that. And my, I love that. And my, my higher self, and I have angels around me. Okay. I want, I want to learn. I want to grow. What is it that I need to know from this scenario so that I'm not in this situation again? Like, how can I go to the end and be grateful for what I learned? How can I, I remember my best friend, we used to say, um, Aries, by the way, she used to say, um, you know what? We might as well laugh right now because we know that in a few years, this flat tire on the side of the road like it's going oh to be God. funny it's going to be funny to us at some point yeah. so let's laugh now so we found a way before we even knew what we were doing we we're like 16 and 17 we were going going to the moment going to the end going you to the end you already manifesting like you're yep. ah that's that's good that's good so and my husband and I always say it always works out it always works out. Even if you're in a situation and it seems like there's no way out or, oh, this is the worst possible scenario. Just know that it always works out and there's always something for you to learn. And God has you like you are, you're good. You're blessed. Like go to those moments and to think, start to think if there are people in your lives that are, quote unquote, um, hurting you or, or you're not feeling honored by them or you're feeling disrespected, just know that there is something within you that wants your attention. There's something in you that is asking you, how can you love yourself more in this area? What is it that you're saying to yourself or what program because sometimes it's not even ourselves right sometimes it's something that we heard in elementary school and what so we're running this program and over then and over, and over, mm -hmm. over and over again so then when people show up and show us that we're like yeah of course you know mm -hmm. like I, I I was telling somebody they were they were just going over and over about how how bad the world is mm -hmm. and I said I said well let me ask you a question if I said the world was a beautiful place and you said the world is a horrible place which one of us is right mm. and they were like what do you mean I'm like well, we're both right if right. I could if I say the world is beautiful I could spend the next five days naming millions of things that are happening on this planet that are beautiful. Mm. On and on and on and on I could go about all these things that that are so beautiful and they they would be their facts and you would agree. This person, whoever could name a million things that are messed up about the world mm -hmm. for the same amount of time that I'm naming beautiful things, they could, we could go one for one. And guess what? We're both right. But the question is, what are you choosing to focus on? If I'm focusing on beauty, 
whatever I focus on, I attract. That's it. So if I'm focusing on beauty, I'm going to get more of that. But if I'm focusing on all the things that are ugly in the world, right or wrong, you're right. You're going to get more of that. So I have to personally, and I'm super sensitive. So I have to focus. I have to shift my focus. It's like, you know, as a director, it's a, it's all about what's in the frame. Mm -hmm. So I have to try, I have to shift my focus, like what's in the frame, what's in focus, what's out of focus. So, you know, my husband and I always talk about, we have to rack focus to the thing. Like I'm focusing on all these things that are not working, but if I rack focus to this one beautiful little butterfly that's fluttering, like, and I see that it's a butterfly on a pile of trash. But if I focus on the butterfly, that brings me joy, if that makes sense. You have really, like, look, I, I know it's so many people who are hurting for various reasons. Um, you lost your mama, you lost your baby, you lost your man, you lost your job, you lost, you know, you lost a lot of things. And basically what happens is we tend to focus on the loss and not the life and not the love and not, not any of the blessings, not because... Look, the fact that God woke you up today was just a pure blessing because so many of us <laughs> up. Um, so you you've literally just said, Hey, it's easy to sit there and focus on, oh, I lost my mom, my life is shit, right? Um, and I did lose my mom, you know. I lost I lost both of my parents and I was close, I was very close with both of them. How did you get through those moments? You about to set some people free right now. Woo. So first I had the, it, 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 it's hard, but I, I, it's, I feel like I had the advantage of them going through illnesses, right? So I hate to say advantage, but when when you start to think about, and I know so many people go through this, when you start to to think about someone's mortality, like, you know, um, they could possibly not make it through this or their time may be shortened. I started to give them their flowers, right? Mm -hmm. So I have the blessing of not experiencing guilt, um, which can be, that's a whole other thing to work through. Mm -hmm. So I constantly, I was constantly telling them how much I love them. And I really, I took the time to get to know them as humans. Mm -hmm. um, not just as your parents. Yeah, not just as my parents. So I really got to know them as people. And I really, I liked them. And thankfully they liked me. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I really, um, I really got to know them and and once they once they passed I I just spent time meditating and I'm not saying that it's easy and I'm not saying that I don't have moments where I'm like damn I just want to call you <laughs> I I have the understanding that energy is neither is cannot be destroyed right so it just transforms so I had, I actually had a couple of experiences where I heard my, my mother's, my mother kind of spoke to me from beyond mm -hmm. that created, um, some quantum leaps in me. Mm -hmm. Um, one time I was, I was in my ego. I was feeling myself because, um, I was my mom's favorite in quotations. And I was feeling myself. I was like, yeah, I was her favorite. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> and I literally, I heard my mom, I'm telling you, like, as clearly as I can hear you, I heard my mom say, there's no favorites up here. And it shook me to my core because one, I know it wasn't me in my meditative state because I was in my ego. I wasn't even right. in the headspace to to find it or to you know to right, go there right i was in my i was all in my personality and two 
how dare I assign her um, personal limitations when she's transcended? Mm -hmm. Like transcending means you transcended. Like, so she doesn't even have, have these human limitations mm -hmm. that, would, that would box people out or compartmentalize. Her love now is pure. No, she's pure positive. Yeah. It's pure. She's, she's pure positive energy. And I know, I just know that that was, that was her. And I was grateful. She was good for checking me while she was alive too. So <laughs> she checked me from beyond and it, I can't even tell you the, the level of expansion that just came from that and another experience where there was one visit that there was a little bit of guilt. I, there was one visit that I did not make before she passed. Mm -hmm. And I was doing a walking meditation and I was, I was apologizing to her in my head. I was like, mom, I'm so sorry. I didn't make it to that visit. And I heard her voice again. And she said, that's okay, baby. I understand. And then she said something that really changed my life she said I understand everything now and I'm like Every it stopped me in my tracks because then I'm I'm okay of course you understand everything now mom I get you you've transcended we went over this <laughs> she said I understand everything now but it created a quantum leap in me because I started to just try to contemplate, well, what is it like to understand everything? What is what is that like? So just even me just, just trying to wrap my mind around that level of understanding created more understanding in me. So there's so many scenarios where I'm like, oh, okay, I see that, I understand that. Oh, I understand that. If we understood the power of just and, and it's like it's people that get it, y'all. And it's 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 there for us to get if we ask the right questions, right? Um, energy can go anywhere in a second. Hello. Woo! And we so right here, right now, present. This, just tea. this is not alcohol. This is my tea, but I put it in a cute glass for you. Okay. <laughs> Moving on. Go ahead. Um, if we understood like our power and how much God has gifted us with just that power and like part of your light bulb went off with just that understanding. That's so, that's huge. That is huge. Um, wow. She understands it all. And I kind of, I must, I don't know why I do this with people um, after I get out of my feelings. Cause yeah, my feelings are first, right? Cause I'm, I'm human. But then I go to this place of understanding, like, well, why would they do that? And I try to see all sides of the thing. And mostly it's because people can only get things from their level of self-perception, self-esteem, self-love, self-doubt. You know, like if they're doubtful in most areas of their life, they'll never be where you are if you're up here. You know what I'm saying? They can't get it. And that's okay. I'm learning now at this age in my life that it's okay that people are stuck where they are, you know? And it's okay for me to try to see them elsewhere, you know? And not even include them in my visualization of it, right? Um, Tell us how you do that with your baby. Oh, man. So, <laughs> okay. So it's a work in progress because parenting- Ever with kids. I think forever with kids. Let me tell you why. Because the kids are always growing. So even if we get them to this place, they're still growing. So girl, God's not through with us yet. <laughs> God is not through with us yet. Okay. So during the pandemic, because we weren't, you know, in contact with people, um, I picked up a really great tip from my good girlfriend, Melinda Williams. And she said, she was making sure that her and her son would hug every single day because human touches is not only is it good for us, but hugs are good for the immune system and we need touch. Yes. So I said, Oh yes, honey. Perfect. So I told my son, I was like, okay, um, honey, we're going to, we have to hug every single day. So he would, he would, he would hand me that, 
that hip, that they give you that one arm and try to get out of it. Typical teenager. Mm -hmm. So one day I said to myself, I was like, you know what? Instead of me reinforcing what's happening that I don't want to happen, let me try to imagine him in the best possible light. So I remember one time when my mother was very sick, she came home from the hospital this one particular time and we went to visit her. And as soon as we opened the door, my son who was couldn't have been older than six or seven, but he's an old soul. <laughs> Girl, he we opened that door and my son gave my mother the longest sweetest most beautiful hug every time I think of it it just warms my heart <laughs> so I went there I was just thinking about him and that hug and that embrace and I was just oh it was just so beautiful to me I cannot make this up I promise you the very next day my son comes into the kitchen in the morning where he's normally dragging around, he comes in the kitchen and he gives me the longest, sweetest embrace. So long, I broke from the embrace. I just can't even, I can't make this up. And I was like, okay, Neville, okay, Abdullah, I get it, it works. Yes. So what I what I want to what I want us to do I want us to do um in on, on this podcast is something that you have done for me every single time we talk if I bring up an issue or a problem you are always and I appreciate you so much for this you are always in the solution so. I, would, I want everybody to walk away with some skills and some tools because it's not just us, right? It's not just... No, it's not. That's, that's what we want to do. We want to impart all of our wisdom and things that we're still learning to you so that you can learn. And we look, y'all, we got to be the change we wish to see in this world. You know what I'm saying? And it starts with one of us learning something, teaching the other person. Stop holding on to the knowledge that you have and and grow and let's all grow each other so that we can be a brilliant world right think of all this foolishness right <laughs> think of it so the first thing is it's one take your power back right if you change the way you look at things mm -hmm. the things you look at change i promise it will work every single time. What I realized after I was, I, I had been listening to Neville Goddard and um, hopefully um, Mika just leave one of the, uh, one of his recordings in the link. Yeah. In the link. But um, I realized that I, as a black woman, I'm imagining situations and scenarios that don't serve me right so even with my husband and my husband and I we have a beautiful relationship we probably do like four arguments a year but we'll we will go there right so I realized that I I would spend time imagining strife with my husband well if he say this then I'm gonna say this if you're rehearsing for the play, baby, the play is going to open, okay? You're the star, okay? Yep. You're you going to get for <laughs> You'll get what you ask for, and you're going to have that opportunity, that, that speech you've been running in your head. He, he probably not listening, but you're going to have an opportunity. Have no idea. <laughs> so I started to replace imagining strife with imagining harmony imagining him loving on me, imagining us laughing. If you have, you know, so many spiritual teachers teach us not to look back, but the caveat that I always have, it's okay to look back if what you're looking back on, you revise it. You yeah. re either revise it or you're looking back on something that is bringing you joy, a yeah. moment that made you laugh so hard. There's a reason why if you think about something um, 
that upset you and you talk about it, you can get upset all over again. And there's a reason why if you think about something that's hilarious, that you can laugh like it's happening now, the reason is everything is happening in the now. So you're creating things over and over again. So if you're focusing on what's bad, what's not working, where he messed up, why he ain't shit, I asked him to do this and he did it. If you more replace, mm -hmm. if you replace, if you do the work of replacing each of one of those thoughts, and sometimes, girl, sometimes I gotta write it down. Sometimes I have to write the positives down, honey. How and many look times? At them. How many times you gotta write it down? I gotta write some stuff down today. <laughs> <laughs> I am always near a pencil and pad because you're absolutely right. You get to create whatever it is you want to have. And y'all, I promise you it works. That's why these vision boards work, you know? Yes. That's, that's why um, the, the Bible says, write the vision, make it plain. You got to be clear about it. Some of y'all don't know, um, don't have what you want because you don't even know that you, you don't even know how to ask for it. You don't know how to write it down and say, God, I want this. And you said, you know, if I believe not, that I want these things, you know, keep, don't say I want. Wait, right. God. I'm grateful for, thank you for. And you said in your word, if I pray and believe that it can yeah. happen and you got to believe it's already done. We're not believing that it's going to be done. We'd be like, mm, it happened for her, but I, nothing good happens for me. So it, it's whatever you say. It's whatever you say. It's, it's whatever, whatever you say. Whatever you say. So what are you thinking? What are you saying? How are you speaking to yourself inside? Those words that don't nobody hear but you. I hope you're having a good time inside of your head. I hope that it's a party going on and it's all about you and you're celebrating you so that you're attracting more good things to you. We can't get blessed because we're not even being a blessing to ourselves. That's Girl. That is crazy. That so, is crazy. You understand you are energy. You are God. You are, God has already given you the tools. It's inside of you. You know, he's shown it to you in visions and dreams and, and you daydream and, and you saw it already happen. It unfolded for you. And you're like, whoo, I don't know what that dream was about, but I wish I had it. It's yours. You just it's yours. You have to believe and know that it's yours. You have to know it, you know? You have to walk in it. You have to be, like she said, grateful and thankful. Thank you, God. I know it's already done. I know it's making its way to me. Single woman, your husband is on his way. God's preparing him. He's preparing you too, though, you know? So stop looking around. You ain't got to look for him. He's already coming to you. Work Ooh. on yourself. Just work on yourself. You know, clear work up on yourself. that crazy, crazy. Because crazy's in the way. He, he can't come at crazy there. And you keeping a seat warmer there. And that's not your man. God said it's not him. And he told you mm -hmm. and told you different ways. So, yeah. And like you said, even with our kids, um, I love when you said touch. I, I like that for the kids because I'll tell my kids now when they go through it and they have their little moments, after I get on them and I do my mommy thing, because I'm a, I'm a real mom. I'm like a 90s mom. So I ain't, I'm not that conscious yet. <laughs> I'm not that conscious yet. But I'll always say, hey, do you need a hug? You know, and that always lightens the low. It touch is so important. It hug, is. Hug your babies. Not only do they need a hug, hell, you need a hug. <laughs> but ladies, um, hug your daddies. Hug your mothers. Yes. Hug your mates. Hug your yes. mates daily. Yes. Hug your mates daily. Kiss your mate. Yes. Basic stuff. You know, the woman don't want to give you none because she ain't felt intimate with you in a long time. She don't even know you. You don't know her body. You don't know her curves now, you know, because y'all mm. haven't been embraced in so long. So all of these things matter and it feels good. It feels good to your soul. Your soul needs that. It sure does. It sure does. <laughs> oh, Jania. Um, I want you to um, tell us how we can follow you, how we can get in touch with you, how we can support your art. Um, tell us how to get in, get in touch with you, girl. Um, you can follow me on uh, Instagram. Um, it's at Jania Frederick. 
Um, I'm not on anything else. So if you see anything else, it's not me. Um, that's that's the only form of social media that I'm on. And um, you can also follow um, Art Melanated, where we are, my husband and I are art enthusiasts and we do, we create pop-up exhibits and uh, we curate shows all over the globe, really. And uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's the best way. I want to close with just a, a, a little power. I love these questions. What are you telling 10-year-old Jania? Ooh, wait. If you had to talk to her back then, what would you tell her? What would you pour into her spirit? I would tell 10-year-old me to, um, one, love your hair. Love your blackness. Um, love your body. Because, honey, I was skinny, just like I was looking at your daughter dancing. I was like, oh, my God, that was me. They used to call me olive oil. I was so, I was, they, they used to call me a, a lowercase L. <laughs> that was me. Because <laughs> I was strapping down. Um, to love my body and... Have, enjoy yourself. This is a really, really, really good journey. I'm, I, feel, I feel like I'm in a constant conversation with 10-year-old me, and that's really who I'm making um, this artwork for. So every time a father or a dad or a mom purchases the piece for their little girl to grow up seeing it, mm -hmm, it just warms me. Yeah. Yeah. What are you telling your 10-year-old self? Ah, it's funny because when you said that Zaya reminded you of you, Zaya's me. So I'm raising my 10-year-old self now because she's 10 right now. Wow. And I'm telling her that I know it don't sound like I know what I'm talking about. I promise you I do, girl. And I was you. Yes, you're tiny, and yes, you want it all right now. It does not come for a long time, okay? It takes us a long time to get it. But, honey, when it comes, honey, honey, we work with what we got. We got beauty. We got brains. We have, you know, we have winning personalities. We we, we just love all of those things that we actually have and stop worrying about what we don't have. I said, girl, the girls who get it fast, it don't last. I promise you. They're going to be looking up at you 10, 20 years from now like, God, okay, girl, look at you. You still look good. You're going to forever look good if you be good to yourself, you know? So be good. Right. Love yourself. Love yourself. And I think um, for me, as a 10-year-old who was just searching for her mother, who was just mm. searching for, like, placement, I don't... Mm. Of course, I was a skinny girl and people would say stuff, but I started to love me as is a long time ago because I felt like for me, I could only depend on me. You know what I'm saying? Yes. I had to build me up back then. And I, I, I thank God for that. I thank God for every struggle, for every taunting, for everything that, that this girl right here, you know? So as much as we don't want to go through these um, trials and tribulations, what doesn't kill you makes you, you know, better. And I'm not going to say stronger. I'm just saying better, better and better and better. Yeah. Just keep living, keep giving God glory, keep telling God, I know you're right here. Don't feel like it sometimes, but I know you're here and I know you see me. <laughs> Girl. What they doing, right? <laughs> and I so that's what I would tell. I like that you switched the question up on me. Um, I love you. I love I you. you for your conversation today. It was a blessing to my soul. It's going to be blessing, a blessing to the millions of followers that will be seeing this because we're going to like, share, subscribe, and send it to everybody we know who will send it to all the 10,000 people they know. And yes, hey, we're manifesting here. Um, Art Melanated, you can follow her at Art Melanated, where she showcases and she presents the latest and the greatest in all things art um and I, I just thank you for for coming into my life at this time because I've been wanting to get into art 
And look at you. I got a guy job. I got somebody that's going to walk me through the thing. Okay. So she's, uh, you're a blessing. Um, your you story, are. How you manifest, how you pour into others, how even though no new friends, you, you created space for new friends. <laughs> So grateful. I have I have grown and benefited from this friendship in such a short amount of time. Like I I'm just I'm excited for the future. Like, you know, your baby's weddings. I'm gonna be there <laughs> with a fan, proud auntie. <laughs> like, look at that baby. Look at that baby. Oh, you know what, girl? I'm manifesting that my uh menopause years is just easy. Easy. I have no. I don't need a fan. I, I the wrinkles are going to be wrinkle less. Like I, yeah, I manifested some good shit over here. <laughs> Very good. Okay, maybe not the fan, but I see. So that's why they have the fans. I be seeing the fan. That's oh, okay. That's the fan personal summers they be having. We're not having a personal summers. <laughs> Got it. Okay. No, I'm just going to be there looking cute with my little hat on and some gloves yes. or something. Yes. Well, thank you guys for joining us for this latest episode of Sober Stations with Mika Morris. Tune in next week. Thank you.